Welcome back to LGBT D&D Season 2. Adventurers, you ragtag adventurers. I think we've come here for a story, not to talk about my cocktail-making abilities. Yes, I think, Cress, you were saying there's some sort of agreement that you bartered with the Thimblewicks. The Thimbledicks, yes. The Thimbledicks, of course. I slug my mead. We know a a lot of information that we probably shouldn't. So if they kill us and you no longer hear from us, you just release all that information since they don't know that you know it. You're going to be our knife to their throat. I think I sort mm-hmm. of consider the world as, you know, who's holding the bigger sword. So, yeah. Oh, Pharrell, not everything's a dick measuring contest. <sighs> this has nothing to do with my dick. My, the fact that my sword is huge has nothing to do <laughs> with my body. We've been, anyway, We've been through this. you were saying about this story. But you have to promise to keep this quiet, though. Like, we can't. You can't oh, be yeah, blabbering. Oh, yeah, Ellie, wait, go, go turn over that sign real quick on the saloon door. Um, okay. Oh, mm. It says open right now. Make it closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to clo- I'm gonna close that. Lock it, close it, and now I'm going to turn around and say, and all of you, we better zip it up, lock it, because we don't want word getting out about our <clears throat> adventures. At this point, he comes out. He pulls out uh, a little plate he is carrying uh, for each of you. Lays one down in front of each of you. Nice. Little meal. Thank you. Aww. He kind of goes upstairs. Uh, you can see there's a little staircase in the back, uh, past the counter. Folds up the little folding part of the desk. Nice. Knocks it back down. Where else? Lock up when you're done. Um, goes up the stairs and disappears. All right. Where, right, right. Where shall we begin? The beginning is usually the best place to do so. I like to begin! I nod my head. Awesome. Everyone, let's sit around this really round table right here. Right in the middle of the windmill. Where there used to be a chandelier. Ah. What happened to it? You guys hear a voice calling from down the stairs. We're not talking about the chandelier! Yes, we are later! But yeah, Grass, can you... Can you jog everyone's memories since you like to start? I Why, yes. Mm-hmm. It was so long ago. Yeah, uh, we met because of the Thimblewicks. When they all brought us to jail, me and Elliewick were just chilling out, you know, hanging out and getting drinks over in Nerdin, checking out the local windmill scene. Yeah. When we saw this cow that was going to get slaughtered and we rescued it, and all of a sudden, they threw us in the jail because apparently it was a Thimblewick restaurant. I, I never really got why you guys went to jail. You never really told me. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a silly story because you turn one Thimblewick duke into a goat. Sheep? Art? Um, I... I okay, it was just like there was the duke and then there was an animal and then there was a flash yes. of wings and claws and right. um, and and then running running yes and but what the the wings the wings was um a, a wyvern or was it a drag what's the difference well it does it doesn't matter the the whole meaning the whole meaning is that you guys were in the jail cell together 
And then I'm assuming, Varel, that means you and Ada must have come in together, right? I shake my head and I say, like, no, Ada and I, you know, came in separately. I gestured to the owl. I was, uh, you know, got thrown into the Thimblewick dungeons purely because um, I unfortunately fell in uh, with the wrong group of dwarves. You know, they were uh, taking, you know, happens all the time. You hate to see it. Um, But... uh, you know, I really, uh, I really didn't have clean insight on these uh, gentlemen who proposed a certain job to me, and it felt very, you know, uh, why shouldn't we have um, the fruit of our own sweat? You know, why should we not take the ore that we mined with our own hands? Um, until it turned out it was the Thimblewicks and the rest. Of them. <laughs> they caught us. It did not go well. And did Ada tell you anything about how she got caught, Varel? Um, I, uh, I turn to the owl and I say, I only overheard that, uh, it involved fire of some kind. An accidental fire. Arson. Oh. oh. <laughs> the owl says something other than who? Okay. I like the owl now. Go along. Arson. Go along. <laughs> and let me guess, there was a book. The owl nods. I turn to grass and I go, well, you know, we came in separately. It took a while for us all to warm up to each other, really, at the beginning, if I remember correctly. I remember at first I didn't want to take my watch with Varel at all. Mm, that's true. We've all warmed up to each other? thought you were all going to kill me. Yeah, Chris, we all enjoy adventuring together. I would never kill most of you. I mean, that that would just be That means a lot, Art. That means a lot. And believe me, I know what it's like to almost be killed by art. Mm. Accidents happen, and I think that's something we should all remember and f- forgive mm. people for. I'm sorry, Chris, I will say it again. Yeah. Um, anyways, en- <laughs> enough about the past. Let's talk about the past. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Art, art sheds a single tear. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So you were saying grass? Mm-hmm. We had a really chill first night in the desert. You know, it was a hot day. We might have lost a lot of sweat and almost died of thirst at the beginning. But once we warmed up to each other, it was nice. And I had some fond memories of hot boxing a tent with Ada and with Eliwick mm-hmm. and chilling out with Varel at night. I didn't get invited to the hot box. Or I was like, what's a hot box? No, I, I think you overslept, but you were left in the right mind for when that scorpion attack happened. Oh, Thank God. goodness, Chris. Remember oh. when all of those scorpions came upon us? Oh. I'd, I'd rather not remember. Yeah. Yes, I think you mentioned this right before the fight, that there was some sort of... Scorpions attacked you? There was giant ones? Oh, God. Yeah, in the morning of this one watch, Crest just got up and got them right away. And the battle was really wacky as we discovered each and every one of our powers and abilities. And And Crest turned into a potted plant and got taken away on some rats. And the gnats. And the gnats. Oh, don't bring up the gnats. Well, luckily, though, gnats and all, we were able to fight off these scorpions. And, you know, begin our adventure deeper into the desert. Mm -hmm. 
the Sandrock Desert, that is. All right, so you went deeper into the desert after the scorpions. Then what happened? Mm-hmm. Well, I say we set up, you know, camp and uh, had a brief argument about a certain uh, book that Ada had in their possession. I uh, turned to look at the oh, yes. uh, to look at the owl. Um, Who? Then I go, yeah, Ada, Ada's book. You know, you know this. And I, uh, I continue and say, um, indeed, you know, that may have been the beginning of my scoffing at um, at magic and uh, your discussion of it and whether or not it's real. Um, there was a great tumult over that book as uh, it fell into the sand. It's really not a discussion if there's only one right answer, is it? <laughs> I nod my head and turn to the owl and I say, like, I'm sure Ada would say different. Who? And it kind of nods its head. Uh, but after we, uh, after there was a, a great tussle of magic over a book of hors d'oeuvres, um, we uh, saw that uh, upon the map, the temple was still at least three days away, and we only had a day and a half's worth of water. And I don't know what god was listening to us when we were discussing that, um, and water fell from the heaven um, due to a contraption that I. Uh, made myself i think varel like straightens his armor a little bit you know very proud because it's not usually a thing <laughs> we would do um we were able to refill our uh, our water skins but the weather proved to be about as fickle as cress <laughs> because no sooner had we set off uh than a sandstorm kicked up and limited visibility we tried to fight it with wind which proved uh sort of difficult so we ended up moving to um a rather large dune uh where we met our new friends uh, in oh, such yes, a lovely is... and gracious way. <laughs> oh, right, when you shot me. I know this part. Yes, I apologize about that again. Uh, we all remember I was a little uh, bow-happy, and we fired upon you, thinking you were attacking us, or trying to set up an ambush. Art claps him on the shoulder, and it's like, well... <laughs> We all try to accidentally kill each other sometimes, just by mistake, and he makes very strong eye contact with Cress while saying this. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, we all don't succeed. Exactly. Yet. Yes, Cress almost blew you up if I remember, Art. Yes! Oh! <laughs> but anyway, we were able to put aside that in Aramaic brought you in, had dinner with you all, bought some potions from him and other poisons and liquors and whatnot. Yes. And then if my hangover wasn't too bad the next morning and I hadn't lost my memory, <laughs> we had a drinking contest that, uh, I believe it was you that won, or is that not it? Pointing over towards Eric I... and Varel. Yeah, I did. Constitutions made of rock, and I, uh, clapped. And that's how you got the blight ticker out of us, but, uh, and at that point, he kind of goes off, uh, into his own world for a second, eyes kind of make eye contact with Cress, eyes go down back to the table, and then goes on, uh, and then that's about where we left you all, you went back off into the desert and set off back towards the temple what happens then is that when we is that when we is that when we encountered the beast 
the hydra. Is that when we finally saw it? Yeah, the many-headed lizard. Oh god, that thing was so scary. I think Varel. That thing was so scary. It was so yummy. You know, right after we left you, he says to, yeah, he's like, we were fell upon by a raiding party of the, uh, of the temple. Um, there were three archers who we later discovered to be um, half snake, half um, humanoid. Uh, and there was a massive, um, many-headed uh, beast of scales and teeth fell upon us out of the dunes and nearly took Ada. And then I, uh, I lift up my gauntlet because it tagged me on the gauntlet were it not for the party, you know, my uh, my life would have been forfeit. We felled uh, that horrific beast um, and took uh, tokens of its weapon. And then I laugh because I remember and I say, uh, and I say, and I do believe one of us tried to tan the hide of such a magnificent beast with no knowledge um, of tanning. Uh, and I just kind of eyeball Chris. You just had to bring it up. So I uh, got rid of it. <laughs> Thank goodness, after I had to ask you three times. I thought it had sentimental value. <laughs> it was growing mold. <laughs> sentimental mold. Oh, I crack up. Anyway. I crack up at this, yeah. I said it was then, yeah, anyway, it was then that we uh, decided to begin our, um, our track team. Uh, in the desert there, we formed a great, a great little league. Um, as we uh, ran down the archer who um, had evaded us. And uh, there was a lot of good hustle out there. You know, I saw a lot of good hustle. And we, uh, we got him while the wizards rested and replenished there. And I gestured at Cress and Art and I go like, they're wizard juice. Like, and they rested and got that back up. I'm not even a wizard. <laughs> exactly. Still not having gotten it. I've given up, Crass. I've given up. I really... We're all wizards. We all do magic. Did you know that? You went to wizard school, too. We both have degrees. <laughs> but Elliwick, uh, Grass, and I uh, formed a championship track league and managed to bring back this archer with safe knots um, for the party to interrogate. Boom, boom. Although, you know, I would say, I was like, Crass, like, that was a clever move. Um, like letting yourself get tied up and, uh, yeah, and pretending to be uh, their ally. Although, if I remember correctly, that ploy later, you know, got you separated from us. But indeed, they told us where they were, how many there were of them, how to get into the temple in the back door, and I believe that was the first time that we heard of the Hunter Plague. And Varel, like, you know, kind of leaves that as a silence and says, like, after I went to tie the poor fellow back up, I believe it was decided quite outside of our hands that uh, his life was forfeit for bringing back such a horrifying thing. And we moved on. Kaidi and Tigran both kind of have their heads nodded a little bit down when you mentioned Hunter Plague. Everyone kind of takes a deep collective breath there. Oh shit! <laughs> I forgot to feed Garflock! <laughs> oh fuck, guys, I didn't mean to ruin this moment right here. I just. No, I. Uh, I. 
Yeah. Hold on a second. I no. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to ruin this moment of underplay-ishness. I'm just. I'm gonna run upstairs. I'll be right back. I'm just gonna put a little food on his perch. He likes to just stop in around he this time for it. dinner. He saved our right lives. Back. Yeah. He, you know, he deserves more than a cracker from Varela exactly. Maya's pocket. Uh, I'll be right back. And grass goes. Away from the table, runs up the stairs. You see, uh, she takes a different little branching staircase, and uh, we continue Just on. Just the mere mention of the Hunter Plague has me, Ellie Wick, personally like. Just I'm like, wow, yeah, that brings me back to our adventures. Like yeah. we, you know, decided that we we should pack up. Um, get all of our stuff together, no more camp out, like, no more fun time. It was, it was time to get to the temple of Daifugare. Daifungare. Basically, we found the temple, and, uh, we, we found that back entrance. We walked into the temple, and, like, what, we, we saw all those eggs. It was a hatchery with, like, eggs and, and, like, these chrysalis like cocoons um that like upon further investigation we realized that they were actually like merchants that were frozen so like super messed up i mean it was absolutely disgusting disgusting. we didn't really know what to do um we were like all freaking out you know like all of us just like what's going on this is awful like what could be worse than like the fate that these little merchants have and then we heard one of the cultists like one of the humanoids with like a snake face yeah like it said who goes there and we're freaking out because we we were there we we went there and um luckily for us um cress was like super smart and she did some quick thinking and she basically just shifted into um a steel and convinced the snake-like creature she was like hey i'm here it's just me a steel she said that there was something she needed to tell the high priestess, and um, that's where we lost Cress. I don't really know what happened with you. That was kind of the last moment we were all together as a group, because then we went deeper into the temple. We found ourselves in this bedroom, and then we thought that it'd be a good idea to set fire to some of these hatcheries. And <coughs> great idea. It was it, it was a good they idea. Were part of the great ritual. Idea. We all knew that the bowman had. Told yeah, us. we all knew that. We thought it, it. I think it was um a good idea. Just it was a bit it was bit hard. of a bigger fire. It was, it was a big fire. It was quite quite big. I, mm-hmm. I mean, my conscience is clear. Yeah, my, my. I mean, I I do feel slightly bad for what we did to that temple, but they should feel bad for what they did to those merchants. Yeah, it's not your fault. You. You didn't make those decisions. But after we were in the bedroom, like, we, you know, and set this hatchery on fire. There was fire everywhere. All of the cultists were, like, trying to put out the fire. Um, so, you know, kind of needed to figure out where we were going to go. So I, um, like, ran down the hallway um, and into a different room away from everybody just because, like, I thought that I needed to keep a lookout. I think we lost Ada there. Did we lose? I think we yeah. lost. That was kind of where Ada followed. Kind of where we Ada lost. followed Cress invisibly. You know, we we would have. Yeah, her, Ada followed Cress, and um. You see the owl who, and then opens its beak. Hi, this is Ada. I don't have time to talk, and I'm going to come to you 
in a little bit. I'm just currently watching the most brilliant resurrection that has been toned at the Library of Cetus to this date. Oh my goodness, I can't even begin to describe it. But anyway, this is what I'm going to say. In order to recap what brilliant accomplishments that I have and my party members have um, accomplished during this time, <clears throat> we'll start off. Here I am, invisible. I was trying to gather more information when I encountered um, who looked like a hobgoblin being tortured, and I tried to free him and oh, no. and struck, ambushed uh. by the torturer himself, the Yuan Ti, and I woke up chained. No. They were trying to get information oh, out of God. why I'm here, why I'm trying to interrupt something, some sort of ritual or, or something. And of course, I didn't tell them anything, so. Um, they, uh, they cut off, they cut off my calligraphy. <laughs> How can I notarize documents anymore? I passed out. It was, it was a blade of cauterization, so there wasn't any blood loss, but I, I passed out and, you know, some, some familial memories arose and I, I don't want to get into that now. You aren't my therapist, but I, I came out of it stronger and, and wiser, and by the time I woke up, um, the party had found me. Apparently, my owl came and told them where I was, which doesn't make any sense because up until now, I, Ada Void Pike, the most brilliant scientist that ever exists, had not in, invoked the, in, in tinkered into this uh, owl voice command for any sort of voice to speech. And it would be impossible for the owl to sort of speak otherwise. So. I don't know what they were on. There must have been some sort of uh, oldies or oh, something. Magic. But anyway, they came up and rescued me, and um, I took the blade of cauterization for my own safekeeping, and um, we made our way down with a rouse who is a hobgoblin and the fine swordsman and paladin, and we made our way down to break out the remaining prisoners and people who have been tortured inside this terrible, terrible mm. building. And we did so with the help of Morelia, a bard, and a friend of the Rouse. And we made our way down and freed all the prisoners and then to the kitchen and preparing for the battle to come. Mute. Mute. How do, how do I... I'm trying to... End recording. Oh, At that point, the owl shuts the speech. Oh, okay. What happened at the end there? Who? To Ada. Is Ada okay? Yeah, what like... the hell was the end of that message? Okay. It All nods right. its head. So that explains what happened to Ada during that whole thing and how mm. she got yeah, her new uh, arm. That was intense. Beautiful weapon. I, um, I will admit I threw up, okay? Yeah, I threw up a little too. How could you not? We were able, well at least not I, but I think Cress met up with the rest of the group around that time because she was able to escape or not escape but like slip away yeah, yeah. I slipped away after that and then yeah uh there was the whole battle Be like i mean we set that room on fire so like there it was only a matter of time before you know things things were gonna um or at least i i heard some commotion um from the room that i was in and i i ran into this big room with like lots of columns and um like i saw more cultists so i kind of did this like that i was like hiding behind the columns like jumping out and um like, fighting, like, using my bow. But one of them almost convinced me you were an enemy. I know that happened. That oh my gosh, yeah, that, that was scary. Yeah, very scary. That was scary, you know, yeah, they were not... I'm always your friend, 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, we were friend-turned-foe almost mm. for a second. It was awful, oh, but, I mean, we, we beat them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we were all together and able to, you know, figure, figure things out. But most importantly, really, the yeah. Medusa. <gasps> the Medusa! The Medusa. Oh, yes, please. Please tell First us. First off, we finish up our rest, head upstairs, and then there's these, I don't know, these cult priesty people, and they tell us all to put on these blindfolds. The blindfold did not go well with my outfit at all. I did not put on that blindfold. Uh, let's see here. Teddy um, rolls her eyes. A few of us did. Yeah, Var- right, right. Varel didn't either. Art went half on, half off. At Listen, night. I was conducting an experiment. If you only see a thing with one eye, does it count? It does. Will you be turned to half stone? Yeah. Anyways, huh? we get. Uh, we end up going in there, and there she is, the most beautiful. Mommy of a Medusa. Like, oh my god, she is... She's fucking gorgeous. I mean, in this almost monstrous kind of way, you know, but still... Cress, Cress, who do you have sitting next to you? I'm polyamorous, and you know that. Anyways, we end up battling her because, of course, we have to. It turns out she's a thimblewick, and she wants to bring back the hunter plague. So then... Uh, in this battle, first off, first, everyone turned into zombies. What? Yeah, I, I cast a spell, and then everyone was zombies. You didn't tell me this before. I think I was just imagining it. I think it was another effect. But then Art turns into stone. And Art, you said it was a very depressing void in there, wasn't it? Yeah, so, you know, you've seen me get uh, blipped and blapped and zapped in a million different ways by yeah. your uh, many enemies. And every single time I uh, I go to my, my happy place inside a very dark place. Um, I, think I've... I think about what it would be like if I could sing, because that is my greatest regret in life. <laughs> yes. So then... Let's see, at one point, as we're battling it out, we're all fighting, and then this uh, Medusa, she turns herself invisible, uh, and then she's trying to run away, and uh, Grass, you were the one who... Is Grass is still up there? Weird. Anyways, Grass, I think, used some fairy fire, and we were able to see where the Medusa was again. And then, of course, I came up with a brilliant idea. If we have a just... Scary big Medusa. What if we had a scary littler Medusa? So I just reduced her down, and then um, Ada. Who? And the owl nods. Yes, Ada. Ada used her trident and just threw it at the at the tiny Medusa, and there she was, dead. Oh, how could I forget? We also had the pitmaster that had been torturing Ada there as well. And then Ada goes over. I tell you, this is the most badass thing I have ever seen, and I am still shocked it's from her. Mm-hmm. Ada goes over to the pitmaster, asks its name. Then Ada said, Huh, 
might be a good name for my owl. And then had the owl shoot missiles at it. Awesome. It was amazing. And Kidu. Is that... Kidu, yes. And Kidu. You. Who? So then that happened. And then, oh, there was this sensual moment. Varel putting oil in his hands and rubbing them sensually all over. (laughs) And just sharing a nice sensual moment of getting this oil all over him. And then all of a sudden... It had to be done. As one does, he went from rock hard to soft right then. Kaidi rolls her eyes. Tigran gives a better laugh to it and puts out a little high five. Struggling to get it across I, I the table. I do another uh, mage hand high five. Let's see, we're searching around the room. I find three beautiful dresses. Oh my god, they are amazing. Mm. Still obsessed with them. And then, I don't know, Art found some documents about some sort of second hunter who is working to bring back the plague. And... The statue probably already came to life and told the name of a temple for Daifungare. So, it's a bit concerning, if you ask me. But hopefully stopping the ritual stopped it, maybe? Well, who knows, but you're hoping. I got this beautiful circlet I'm wearing now, and then we searched the rest of the temple where Vorel sees this random set of armor that looks kind of like a scorpion. I like armor. We convince the fucker to put it on. You oh told God. me it was safe. The idiot puts on oh, this no. armor. And would you guess it? It's cursed. I roll up my sleeve and you just see like a thousand like pincer marks like all the way up my arm. And both Kaidi and Tigran. <laughs> Yeah, I nod and I go like, cursed it was. And, you know, we managed to get it off of him, and then Art got a hat. There was some other treasure in there, and then it was time to leave the temple. Of course, we're still in the middle of the Sambrak Desert. We can't travel during the day. We head out there during the night, and... Smart way to travel, yes. as As we're heading down there, we end up finding this one encampment... Would you guess it? There were there was a hunting party that I had talked to inside the temple. That was just headed there, and you know they were hunting us. I turn back into the form of Esteel, the snake thing which I was impersonating there, and I put on my greatest performance yet. <laughs> Let me tell you, I told them that the high priestess Medusa herself had. had betrayed them all and started sacrificing their people and that I, I had just made it away from the battle. I was the only survivor and the party, the adventurers had come back and they defeated her but there were none of us left and then they bought it. They bought all of that Mm. and then I was also able to convince them that no, I didn't have to go back with them to the temple to repopulate them I did not want to have snake sex for the rest of my life. No. Are you sure? I told them how there were just too many dark memories there. So they get off. Who showed up but good old Garflock? Mm. Bless his soul. Grass was able to... Grass is still not here. Okay. Grass was still able to like, tell there was Garflock. And Garflock led us to an oasis. 
And let me tell you, after who knows how long, after a few weeks like, traveling like that, it was so amazing to just swim around, lay on the shore, fuck with Ada. After resting some more, we left the oasis to head back to Nurton. The fact that I had the brilliant plan. I was going to have all of us just give fake names. Wolfgang over here even agreed to it. <laughs> and yet, before I got to introduce Ada under a fake name, she just yells out the fact that she is Ada the vi of the House Void Pike, always making sure she was known. Oh yes, that's where we ended up finding you all right as we were coming into yes, the city. Yes, where we I remember that. got to see each oh, other again, yes. We all met, and um, Ada went to the library. Uh, well, okay, so you didn't like immediately go to the library we were like okay we're all gonna go shopping and then ada was like no i want to read books and be a nerd and i was like listen i love being a nerd i get it time and place but shopping you know fashion let's do it exactly and, fashion and you know we were holding her arm hostage which mind you like there was a whole thing with wizard rot but i wasn't that worried about it and so yeah aramaic we, we buy a variety of potions from you i got some healing potions in case uh, i have a reoccurring condition that i need help with anyways um do we want this on the record um a lot of people bought drugs from you we bought <laughs> we bought drugs but yeah and then and then i said no to drugs because i remember in wizard school they were like do you want to remember spells or do you want to have fun and i i thought spells were more cool at the time and i and i I now I need them. Um so I didn't I didn't do the drugs. Anyways, half of us turned into rabbits, the other half were able to breathe fire, so that was cool for the ones who could breathe fire. Um yeah, and then we met up with Ada who smelled like fire for some reason. Um Arson. Thank you and can do. Um I now I now have a an answer to that question and my wish has been granted. Thank you for saying arson again. So we went to the plate and fork where we sold some cursed armor uh, that that somebody wore at one hey. point. Idiot. Hey. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine, Varel. It's fine. We we just joke here. Um, we joke and then we almost kill store owners. We we did. Yeah, we did. We did almost kill the store that owner. Sounds like our um, friendship. Yeah. <laughs> you did what to Soso? Well, not on purpose. It was an almost, they're don't okay, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't think about it. Alright. Yeah, so we went shopping, it was cool, it was fun, and then we went to Fox's Oddities, and um, I got the Bones of a Saint, which I really want to stress to everyone, is so cool uh, for me, not for the saint, I'm sure they'd like to be in a holy museum or something, but uh, they tell me when people lie, when they have the energy to do so, so that was... Uh, I'm very happy about it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we, uh, we went to there, and we still didn't have food. And um, I, I remember Eliwick had some feelings about that. Eliwick, are, are you satiated now? Are you okay, by the way? Is this enough food no, for you? No, this is great. The lasagna, like, couldn't couldn't be more impressed. Um, just yeah. okay. really good. Thank you for wondering that. Good. I appreciate good. it. I'm, I'm glad you have enough food. Um, so yeah, uh, after that, we, we found ourselves here. 
at the most amazing inn I've ever been to in my entire life. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with it. It's a windmill. Yeah. And there's mugs that (laughs) make a chink noise (laughs) when when you you click them. It's really cool. Um, I love it. Um, Yeah. And then that brings us close to where we were. But wait, there's more. The the thimble dicks uh, decided to attack us in the street. I was almost murdered by a a, a cone of cold or something. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, So most of us got pretty hurt. They decided to attack us. Even though we followed all the rules, you know, go in the desert, take care of a problem, come back, tell us that the problem is solved. (laughs) Uh, But we followed them. We ran into some guards who were paid minimum wage or something. And I was like, look, we can kill you or you can let us through. And then, you know, they were were cool about it. So they let us in. And then we entered negotiations with the Thimblewicks, um, something along the lines of... uh, we killed your daughter for you. Here's her body. We pulled the body out. And, you know. Um, oh, that's bold. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of, um, I love negotiating. Um, and, I, and I learned. Where they puts everything on the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we put, a, we put everything on the table. Oh, we sure, sure did. did. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so we, we negotiated with them. And then, um. Well, Pharrell, Eliwick, Grass, I, I mean, I, I know I was busy telling, um, you know, the, yeah. thimble, the thimble dicks that, you know, you're a mean lady and you're short. And while I was doing that, there was a whole bunch of other things going on in the background that I only learned well, about later on. Yeah. And, and it, there was a secret door. I don't, I don't Likewise, know. and while that, I didn't realize that was even happening, you know, Grass spotted the secret door and curiosity got the best of me but i wouldn't have been able to they had a they had a guard who you know he seemed to be handling his sword very well so it was actually eliwick who who was able to cause the distraction yeah 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 it was beautiful it was beautiful oh right eliwick you mm-hmm. cried it was a kind of that was stunning you did it such a great beautiful. job Thank you. I, yeah i have to give credit where credit was due yeah yeah that was that was excellent yeah and in the moment, uh, I was able to peek in with the paint that we got from the Fox's oddities. And uh, lo and behold, yeah, yeah they, uh, I thought that they had like extra guards, that it was going to be a fight, or that they were going to, you know, that, that they had lured us there, but it ended up mm-hmm. that it was just a safe room and that there were a few panicked thimble dicks inside. Uh, so we decided yeah. not to press the issue. Everybody has their limits and boundaries, and sometimes they have weird borders. Um, <laughs> Indeed. But, uh, yeah, so negotiations happened. We reminded the uh, the Thimbledicks that, uh, hey, uh, we can tell everyone that you had a Medusa daughter and sent merchants to her, and then they got frozen in stone, and they're in a pyramid right over there, or a temple, you know. Because they're still um, there, mind and, you. A bunch of them. Yeah, they're still there. And then they were like, here's 600 gold. That's enough, right? And I was like, six hundred gold won't even get us enough potions to to fix everyone. Like this oil is expensive, you know. I had it on me. My skin is glistening, mm-hmm. so it's like. And there was a member of another royal family who was there. Exactly, and, and you know what we had? We had we evidence. Get them out. We had evidence. They're still yeah. there. So you know, out of our bag of holding, we pull out evidence. We say there's another uh, rich person there. 
And you know what's worse than innocent people getting hurt? Rich people getting hurt, according to society. So I give you a little, I give you a little <laughs> high five. Yeah, that was money. Yeah, I high five mm-hmm. back and I'm like, yeah, Tigran and yeah, yeah. Both raise their glasses to think. So uh, you know, go and fix the problem for us, pro bono. We're not doing it. We already did the groundwork. Um, and again, we can tell everyone that you hired us to kill your daughter, who was a monster, and. Then maybe because I was still angry about being murdered, I, I told a small known man that he was very short and I stole his stilts and told him to take off his pants and cry. But, you know, we all yeah, do you things. You really in took the, it out on him. In the heat of yeah, the moment. That we might feel um, sorry for later when we realize we've transferred I still, our anger. I still have the stilts. Somebody who I don't. You still have the stilts. I, I don't. I still have the stilts. I don't know what, what to do, do with do? them. Yeah. I'm not giving them back, I'll tell you that much. He still tried to kill us. I will take those off of you if you don't want them. I have a feeling Aramaic would love to use that Stilts? against the symbols. I, I, I want Aramaic to bully them more than anything yeah. else. And then I, 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 I pass the stilts that I did bring with me because I was just like, I don't know, I don't know. They can't stay in my room anymore. Hell um, yeah. And Tigran kind of tucks him into his satchel. Uh, anyway, so we all were able to get all of that out of Thimble Dicks? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they gave us some money, which was cool. So that's funding our journey as, as we go to solve the world's problems. Um, yeah. yeah but... but yeah, and then, you know, we, we made a, a kind of a nuclear deal with them along the lines of, like, you know, if, if we get hurt or... Or disappeared you know uh we'll have somebody tell our story and so here's you two <laughs> that's mm-hmm. right we're bastards uh they kind of look towards each other breaking the rules yeah. like always oh, what's the use of them oh by the way you're yeah. probably in danger now but they don't know it's you though okay but and I look around. Unless they're, tra- unless they're following unless us. Unless they scry us. Or wait, sorry, I don't, Varel wouldn't know that shit, so I'm just like, uh, they might have a way Unless of- they scry us. <laughs> Thank you, Ark. If they come for us, though, I, I will destroy them. They will not have lives anymore, exactly. but um... <laughs> Here's to that, and uh, Kaidi raises her glass, Tigran raises theirs. I raise mine. I raise mine. Art raises his staff. Because he doesn't have a drink. And Burrell raises his. And you all, think your glasses, drink them back. And with that, you all begin to drink away the rest of the night. Until about another hour or so has passed. When Cress gets that realization that was nagging at her before. Where the fuck is grass? Where is grass? And Eliwick starts feeling that dread. Where is grass? Yeah. And you all see the doors swing open. Hi, I'm here. I was just, uh, attending to matters. What did I miss? Oh my gosh. And that's where we'll pick up season two of LGBT D&D. Yeah. And there you have it, folks, episode one half of LGBT D&D season two. 
Stay tuned in two weeks when we're going to be releasing episode one of season two following the disappearance of grass. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on Instagram as well as make sure you give us a review on Apple Podcasts as that can really help us grow and share us with your friends. Thank you so much for listening through. I hope you have the most restful day to just really appreciate life.